Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, gang. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, of course, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we start today with Newcastle, or Newcastle, as some people call it, United, and the news that their takeover tribunal with the Premier League has been adjourned till next year. Here's the best of the reaction with Moni Moni's Simon Jordan, and on my show, of course, Andy Goldstein's Drive. You know, I've made my points very clear, you know, to the government, and I think the arbitration is, is key. Uh, and we obviously we want this transaction and want uh, the club. Very, you know, we want very much to be able to invest in the club, invest in the north, invest in in Newcastle. Um, and you know, there's no reason why that can't go ahead. You heard how passionate Amanda was about this takeover, and you know, she represents the Saudi uh, PIF and the Rubens in this deal. She is the woman who is facilitating this deal. And PIF are somebody who will not want to get put off. They're allowed to buy into Formula One. They're allowed to put on big boxing shows in Saudi Arabia. Why can't they buy a Premier League football club? This is the perfect example, and it's a tragedy for Newcastle fans. This is a perfect example of the owners and directors' test working properly. It's not over. I think the statement from the club last night, had it been the end, would have been a lot more spiteful and vicious and I think there would have been a lot more accusations flying around from Mr Ashley. You just have to feel a lot of sympathy for Newcastle fans because they probably thought this is a genuine chance that my cash is going to go and obviously we're going to get new owners in and not that they're on the same side Mike Ashley and and the fans but this isn't, isn't actually Mike Ashley's fault. Some people perhaps shouldn't own a football club. And if your products at a time or at any time when TV rights underpin the whole fabric of football is being pirated, undeniably pirated by BLQ in Dubai, in Saudi Arabia, then it's it's absolutely beyond question that the Premier League have to push back. I get the feeling that this is just another move in a, in a big game of chess. I don't think it's over, Jim, not by a long shot. Moving on now to Liverpool, and Captain Jordan Henderson could be facing an uncertain future at the club despite having two years left on his deal. Reports suggest that his contract talks are not going as smoothly as planned, with some hinting he could even leave the club this summer. Of course, that won't happen. Here's the former Spurs midfielder, Jamie O'Hara, and Moni, 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 Simon Jordan, who have had their say over on TalkSport. Yes, it's, it's, it's a very, very real situation, very complicated at the moment. Um, there were some 
contract talks at the end of last, well, tentative talks at the end of last season. Something happened before the European Championships, and it's uh, it's not progressed as people would have uh, envisaged. No, you shouldn't be over sentimental, because I can tell you one thing: players won't be. They're not going to be over sentimental. They're not going to suddenly turn around and say, "Well, look, you know, we want to stay here because we've loved it here." The first opportunity, something better comes along for them, they'll take it. And I know there'll be a sucking, sucking in a breath, and not our Jordan. I think he's a brilliant servant to the football club, the utmost professional, and he has become a legend there. He really has, and no one probably would have thought it when he signed for them. How how big in and important he'd become, and. Um, I'd be disappointed if they don't sort out his new deal. He's I, I don't know what he's asking for. He's maybe asking for more of an extension and take mm-hmm. him. What is he, 31? Yeah. So he's probably asking for maybe four or five-year deal and they probably don't want to do it. But I'd be surprised if they don't get it done. It'd be a big loss if he went. I mean, I'd love to see him at Tottenham, but I, I can't see how he'd ever if we could ever convince him. But he's still got loads to offer, loads to offer the Premier League. He's still fit, proper professional they need to get that sorted out. I can't see anywhere better for Jordan Henderson to go. No. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Liverpool should be put behind the the, the microscope about this is a stored transaction. We should be we should be looking at what he's done. Come on now. It's what you do next. It's just the oh, way the life is. There are clubs waiting in the wings. Um, Atletico Madrid and Paris Saint-Germain are both very um, keen on him. And it's... Um, they're, they're watching the, int- uh, the situation with interest. Surely he's got to come to some resolution and sign on. <laughs> Look, I'll, they're probably offering him probably a cut price deal on his his contract, his current contract, or it's the same contract and he's looking for more money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, I'd, I'd, I'd stay. I'd stay. You got, you can't leave a club like Liverpool and go elsewhere because um, they're fighting over a few quid. The Jordan Henderson situation will find its natural level, and if that natural level is Liverpool, say. We're prepared to give you a new contract for a longer period of time. You get back, you get the same money for the next four years. Then that's what it will be. But I, I really don't think that we should be getting into the territory of saying, "Well, he's a lo- he's a loyal servant and he's done this, he's done that," because that's no good. You'll have a team full of loyal servants never win any games. But that's how the fans feel. But do they? Elsewhere, the transfer window is starting to heat up. It's not. There's no heat involved. With several players beginning to be linked to a move away from their club, two of those are Tammy Abraham and Jesse Lingard. And the former West Ham striker Colton Cole has tipped them both to move to the London Stadium this summer. Gilmore back to Hudson-Odoi in the area and Tammy Abraham taps in from on the goal line and it's another landmark day for Tammy Abraham. A hat-trick here at Stamford Bridge. You get to a point where you've got to obviously just like know your worth. Um, he's done He's done well. Isn't he? He's gone yeah. on loan, done really well at Aston Villa. Um, Swansea done well, went back to Chelsea, done well, <laughs> and they still don't value him the way they they want they should do well that he feels he should be valued. If he has a good pre-season, you know you might not be in the, the manager's plans right at the start, and it's very easy to write yourself mm, off yeah. and go, oh, this is not for me, I'm off. But Chelsea's a huge football club, just won the Champions League. That that that's where he wants to be. That's the pinnacle of you know of of sort of elite teams mm-hmm. is, is being at Chelsea, and I think. I think, personally, I would hang around for a little bit longer. Well, I think he should leave Chelsea, you know. He's not going to get an opportunity at Chelsea. I just don't think he is an out-and-out top premiership striker. At his best, I think he's a top championship striker. Do you think West Ham could sign him? Yeah, why not? Do you think they could prize him, like afford him? Yeah, I think they can, yeah. A place like West Ham would be good for him. Yeah, So he can be. grow. Um, the only thing I've got 
and I'm a bit sceptical about is his hold-up play, which can improve. But you look at Jesse Lingard, you know, he went to went to West Ham, used him a little bit, he got uh, as a... Pla- uh, easy, easy. No, he, he used did. us. Well, he, did, he did, as a platform to get back playing, to potentially get back into England squad. Well, he did get back in, mm. didn't quite make the Euro team, but started playing football again, showed Manchester United that he's still a top player, goes back to Manchester United, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer says he's in our plans. No, he hasn't said he's in his plans. He has. It was successful for him. Why would you want to change that and go back to what you know and then... Because it's Manchester part, United be a, and Chelsea. Be a big part player. No, no. Go and be the main man somewhere. I think you've got to... Go st- have your ambitions. I made this mistake when, and when I left Tottenham, wanting to be the main man. When you leave a big club like Chelsea, like Manchester United, it's very difficult to then get back to that level. But do you care to get back to that well, of level you when do. you're you the wanna, main man somewhere? You want to be the top, you want to be the top player. So if you're doing the, the job top. week in, week out, you'll be the top somewhere. Elsewhere, there's just three days to go until the British and Irish Lions take on South Africa in the first test in Cape Town this Saturday. It's all been confirmed that all three tests will now be played in the same venue due to COVID, and South Africa have also named their 23-man squad for the game. Here's the best reaction from players and pundits alike across the TalkSport network. Marco van der Polen said, thank you very much. We've done our work for the day. And Elliot Daly taps it onto his left foot, puts it into the stands, and that is it. The warm-ups are done and dusted. From here on in, it is Test Match Rugby all the way. It's not one or lost in the first game. Uh, if you can win that first test, obviously it gives you a lot of uh, impetus and, um, and momentum, and obviously you need that in a series of this size. So... Um, you know, it's not the end of the world, but it is important if you can get a good start. Yeah, ideally so. And obviously, we, of course, we, we're going to do our utmost to try and win this test match on Saturday. There's no doubt in that. And now on Kosi, over the halfway line, over the 10-metre line, up to the edge of the 22. It's going to take a miracle tackle to deny him from here, and he won't come in. The team knew the team on Monday, you know, so uh, irrespective if we announce it on a Wednesday, on a Tuesday, I mean, the players knew who, who, who was starting and who's starting 23. <laughs> really really long way and I think with Gats especially over probably any other coach I've worked with the kind of teams that he might put together in training leading up to the team announcement you really can't read anything into it yet you have to just wait until he names it and, and if he names you in it it's incredible if he doesn't you kind of have to get your head around it very quickly because there, there's still work to be done to get everyone ready for it we are and are as transparent as we can be with the players and and we just felt that listen moving it earlier or probably easier uh, to get it out of the way. Oh my goodness, what a dramatic end. The Lions did so nearly turn it over and get one more crack at this game. The Lions have come a cropper against South Africa, A. Eh? They've lost by 17 points to 13. You know, if you get off to, to a bad start, it's very difficult to come back. So, you know, that's a kind of a, on a smaller scale of when you look at the, the entire series as a whole, um, how important it is to to try and get off to a good start, not only in the game, but in the series. We, we believe if we get our our, our, our roles, our jobs um, right, then we'll, be, we'll put ourselves in a good position to do well on Saturday. So the focus is on us, whilst obviously keeping an eye out of what, what they do and the challenges they, 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 will, they possess. Well, well so set? again, we don't, so this exclusive is Ali Price at nine, uh, with Dan Bigger at ten. Uh, the wingers, yeah. Duan van der Merwe, and Anthony Watson, so Josh Adams not there. Go on, what else has he picked? Uh, Henshaw well, and Daly. Uh, Henshaw and Daly in the centre with Hogg at fullback. And as for the pack, um, Wynne Jones. So Luke, he's put. Oh, yeah, so he's yeah, put yeah. three Scots in the back line. 
Anyway, mm. carry on. I'm excited no. by this team. This announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, this is unconfirmed. This is just uh, an exclusive file yeah. by Alex Lowe of the Times. Uh, Wynne Jones, Luke Cowan, Dickey, Tyg Furlong. Alan Wynne Jones, Maru Itoji. The back row, I think you'll find interesting because that, none of that's unexpected. Uh, the the back line has he gone? Uh, so I would have gone, and most people, including Sam Warburton, gone Burns, six, Curry, seven, Falatau, eight. Has he gone Conan or Simmons? Has he, he gone Conan at eight? He's he, played great. At he eight. has gone Conan at eight. And today's is the start of cricket's new The Hundred competition with the Oval Invincibles taking on the Manchester Originals. Here's Aussie legend Shane Warne and a whole host of England players who have been looking ahead to the start of the tournament. If you think back to T20, you thought, geez, we all thought, what's this? This is a gimmick. What do we need another form for? But I think this has got longevity. I think this will last for a while. And I think it's got a completely different audience that could um, really attract this. So I think it's, it's going to be good. Because it's change uh, doesn't mean it's not going to work. Um, you know, we're, we're the people who are taking part in it and we're so excited. You will have to think about it differently. You'll find yourself in situations and scenarios which you've never found yourself in before. So excited for us to have a, a franchise tournament. Really excited to see it. It's such a massive moment for us in, in England and I'm really excited to, you know, for the start of the tournament next year. You can't comment, in, like you say, until if this goes really well, then, you know, then, and it's going to be great for the game if it goes really well. It's going to be great for grassroots cricket. It's going to get more people into the game and I don't know who can complain with that. This time for a franchise setup, isn't it? Uh, I think you know there's always going to be critics out there, but until they see the quality of the lineups, and now they've seen the quality of the lineups, and people will be going, "Wow, that's some decent players." It's our franchise tournament. It will propel players in, in, into into the, the spotlight more. I didn't know this. It's incredible news that we're we're getting to to have the first ball of it, and I think. Again, it just goes to show kind of the, the level playing field that we're going to be on with the guys. 20 balls is, is a lot of lot of balls in cricket and a lot can happen in that time. It's probably the closest thing you're going to get to international cricket. It's a great chance to, to grow the game. I know there's been a lot of talk about it. Um, I think it's going to be really good for English cricket. I just can't see how it's not going to be a success, really. It, it, you know, you, you look at it for what it is, the players that are involved... Overseas players, the superstars of the game, they've all wanted to come to this competition. Massively excited. I mean, it's, the, it's a new tournament, something that we no one's ever seen before. So, um, you know, that's, that's the most exciting thing for me. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes and how the people react to it. You know, there's a thirst for women's cricket. We saw that with the crowds that we've got in the World Cup final. And that was in 2017 and in 2020 as well. So, you know, it's there. People want to pay money to watch it. It's a pretty exciting concept, pretty simple. And um, hopefully it can attract a new audience that we want to perform in front of and hopefully teams can choose the oval <laughs> and we end today with the news that Anthony Joshua will defend his WBA IBF and WBO belts against Alexander Usyk at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium White Hart Lane on Saturday September the 25th shortly we'll hear from Joshua himself who's been speaking to Sky Sports but here's how it unfolded on of course my show Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Anthony Joshua's next fight will be against Alexander Usyk on the 25th of September at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Here to tell us more is the man in question, chairman of Matchroom Promotions. The wonderful Eddie Hearn joins us this afternoon on Drive. Eddie, hello, how are you? Looking forward to another big stadium fight. Rate all my opponents. I rate all my opponents. Uh, He's good. And that's all I can really say. Olympic gold against Olympic gold at London 2012. 
unified world heavyweight champion against undisputed cruiserweight champion. It's a real fight. And uh, as disappointed as many of us were about the Fury fight having to be put on ice, this is the biggest fight out there, you know, away from that. And it's a real tough challenge for AJ. And it's going to be a great fight. And I can't wait to stage the first big fight at Spurs' wonderful new stadium. They say the cream always rises to the top. And that's why we're going to be competing here in this phenomenal stadium. Uh, he's a great challenger for the heavyweight titles, even though he's cruiserweight champion. But he's a great challenger for the heavyweight titles. And uh, I'm looking to, to do, do a good job, handle business, because I have my eyes set on other things. You know, it's a tough test for AJ. And he's, AJ's a throwback fighter. I think he deserves a lot of credit. You know, you look at his resume from fighting, you know, Dillian White, Klitschko, Joseph Parker, um, Alexander Povetkin, Ruiz twice, then Pulev, and now Usyk. These are consecutive fights. So he's got these belts that he holds so proudly, and he has to defend them against his mandatory challenges. This time around, it's a tough one. It's mm. a really tough one, but it's a great fight. So that's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks for listening on Talks About where we get your podcasts from. I don't really care as long as you listen. I'm back today at 4 p.m. on my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive, alongside Jamie O'Hara, Scarlet Sun. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.